Interesting. Is everybody here? Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church. It's good to be with you in God's house. I'm glad that everybody is interacting with one another. That is good to see. We are here together as the body of Christ to worship the one and only Jesus Christ. Have you had an experience this week where you felt God's presence being with you? Have you sought out God's presence this week? Every day is a chance for us to spend time with God. God is always spending time with us. It's a matter of us joining and being present with God. So I encourage you to continue to be working on that in your daily lives to find more and more ways and time that you are able to walk each step with the Lord with you. Today we will continue uh, being able to rest in God's presence, but also understanding that God is interceding for us at all times. And we'll learn more about that as we go throughout this morning. We have several announcements uh, in our bulletin today. Uh, I want to begin with uh, uh, some thank yous uh, regarding our Christmas in July uh, we had the, the food that we brought in, and as you can see in our bulletin, 400 pounds of food were brought in. That is something uh, that we are grateful for. And in addition, we had uh, $275 that was presented uh, as to go along with that. And then when we consider VBS, how we were able to add by your givings and to make $500 to be able to be sent to Wings in the morning. But I also want to... Uh, Thanks specifically this morning, Joyce and Betsy, uh, for all their work. Uh, would you give them a round of applause for what they've been doing? You guys have seen it for years. This is my first experience to see all that went into it, and it is uh, quite uh, an amazing effort of planning, uh, and it was good to see the passion behind it. Uh, also, I want us to remind you that... On August 20th, we will be worshiping in the park with several other churches uh, in the community. So on August 20th, make sure you have that on your calendar to, to go to the park and not to come here because we will not be meeting here for that worship time. Uh, I'm going to remind you that the t-shirts are for sale uh, for the church uh, for you to wear uh, anytime. But if you're out and about specifically doing something for the church, you could always wear those, but just anytime. Uh, those are available and you can check on that as you go out. I want to ask Sandy to uh, share a little bit about the shoe for shoeless and how yesterday went and what we're doing from then. Over there. For every one of those children that is listed, and your help is needed for that. With that, let us begin our time with our prelude as we prepare our time for worship.
Isn't it wonderful to have Carol back with us? If you are able, please stand for the call to worship is printed in our bulletin. Sing God's praise. Give, Give thanks, thanks to, to the Lord, Lord above. Seek the Lord and trust God's strength. Proclaim God's wonderful works. Live in the spirit of love and grace. Give thanks for Christ's marvelous love. Our opening hymn this morning is I Love Thy Kingdom, Lord. It's number 540 in your hymnal. And I hope on the screens. seated and please join us in the opening prayer as printed in our bulletin let us pray our gracious and ever-loving God we come in the midst of summer looking for refreshment we rest in the knowledge of the wonderful works you have done for us and of the deep and abiding love you have for us and for all people Search our hearts, fill our soul with your spirit, who whispers to our soul that all will be well if we but trust in you. Shine our light before us, that we may see our path to you and to your kingdom on earth. Amen. I think Joyce is going to do the children's moment, which is wonderful if the kids can come on up. 
Good morning. Come on up. go wrong. Could anything go wrong? Sometimes things do go wrong. But you know what? Sometimes we just worry. Do you worry about anything? Do you worry about or fret about something? How about you all? Any of you ever worry about anything? What's something you might worry about? Just yell it out. Health. Oh, yeah, we might. what if I get sick? What if I don't feel well? You know, at my age, I worry about what if I fall down the stairs. That's a big one. Anything else that we worry about? Sorry? Finances. Finances. Yes. That our golf game's going to get rained out. <laughs> or that we can hit the golf ball. No. That's something to worry about. Yes, that our plans are going to get, you know, we won't be able to go on the picnic or we won't be able to play outside. It's going to rain. We worry about things, don't we? We worry about, do you ever worry about getting lost? Getting lost from mom or dad? Do you ever worry about what if, what if I don't have find somebody to play with or what if I can't do what everybody else is doing? I think we all worry about all those things. But you know what the scripture tells us? The scripture tells us that it doesn't matter about all these what if. It says that God's love is always with us. God's love is always with us. So we need to say to ourselves when we're worried about finances or worried about being sick, if God can be for us, nobody can take that love from us, can we? We're always going to have God's love. It's always going to be with us. So I have something that you can fold up and put in your pocket. It says, God's love is always with us. So if you start worrying about something, you can just hold on to it and say, you know what? God's love is always with me. Okay, let's say, let's pray together, okay? Dear God, help us always to remember that no matter what we think a worry should be or that we're troubled about, that what we need to say is, you are in control, and your love is always with us. Thank you, God, for the love that you give us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
I think our prayer hymn this morning is number 405, Seek Ye First. I just want to take a moment and say how grateful we are for Carol to be back with us this morning. Uh, she had been on medical leave and we are thanking God today for her improvement and being able to be with us today. We are to seek the Lord first. So this morning, I encourage you to be mindful of how many of those other things that we put before God. And as we are worrying and thinking about all these other things that we are prioritizing in our lives, we need to be reminded to go before our Lord, before all these things. Let's go before our Lord in prayer. Loving God, we have so many things that we are aware of around us. So many things that our attention is drawn to. So many things that you have even showed us, the beauty that is around us. You've given us so much and we are grateful. But in our freedom, we do so much more than what you call us to. We get busy and even over busy. We have so much that's going on in our lives that sometimes we, we struggle with keeping up. Our attention is so distracted that we aren't even able to know what is happening with those that are closest to us. 
And then when there is something we see and we are made aware of it and we struggle with being present, we wonder why. We are challenged by the fact that there is something going on and taking us away from these other things. So we just ask that you would help us. That would you help us to be more focused, to be more available, to have more time in our schedules for things to occur. We like to know what every minute is scheduled for. Lord, you, you have to help us. We know that you intercede for us, O oh God, so we are crying out to you to draw us closer to you, to one another, to your purposes. Lord, we know that there are so many different folks in our connection who need assistance, who need help. We, we've seen this weekend with all those folks that were coming in with uh, asking for for us to intercede for their shoes. We see it all around us, oh God. Help us to be present as you promised to be present with us. So Lord, we are seeking your guidance. We are seeking your formation in us for us to be able to, to love more freely to give more of our own time, our own resources. So Lord, we ask that you would bless this congregation in a way that would nurture us in order to be more and more like your son. Lord, we ask that you would minister to each and every one that's here that has something on their mind and their heart today. Whatever it may be, we know that your spirit will hear from within our hearts. Give us courage, O oh God, to walk with you and find joy and peace and comfort along the way. Let us now share the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we are blessed. We have been given so much by our Lord and Savior, by God Almighty and the Holy Spirit. May we understand what we have been given and respond in a way that shows that we do know what the Lord has provided for us. Ushers, would you please wait upon us?
please join together in this prayer of dedication. God, you bless us with gifts of love and moments of grace and mercy. For this earth and its bounty, we give you our thanks. For our lives and for the opportunity to share them with those we love, we offer you our praise. Bless the gifts we lay before you, that they may be signs of your loving kingdom to a world awaiting good news. Amen. You may be seated for the scripture reading. The scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Romans, verses 8, 26 through 39. One of my favorites. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness, or sword, or danger? As it is written, for your sake, we shall face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God 
that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks, Wes. I don't even know if I need to say anything after that. But here I am. So I have two siblings who are both older than me. My brother Donald, he's almost five years older, and my sister Debbie is three and a half years exactly uh, older than me. We grew up in a a small three-bedroom ranch home, so before I came along, my brother and sister both had their own rooms. Of course, that changed for my brother because he had to share with me, lucky him. Our room was so small, we had to have bunk beds. If, If we unbunked them, we couldn't close our bedroom door. We did that sometimes, but most of the time they were bunked. We always joked that my sister was the princess with her own room with a full-size canopy bed. You can see it, I'm sure. For the most part, I think we all got along pretty well. Well, that was until I was old enough to be considered the annoying little brother. At least that's how my brother saw me. Since he was the oldest, mom would often make him take me with him to go to the playground with his friends. I would constantly be asking him to play with me when we were at home. Looking back, I get it. I was annoying to him. I was always there pestering him. But my sister must have had a sixth sense when it came to recognizing when my brother had enough of me. She often would step in and ask me to play a game with her or show me something to give my brother a break. She could tell when my brother was about to lose his cool and she would defuse the situation. Sometimes I pushed Donald's buttons too far And he would pin me on the floor and threaten me in some way. But before he could cause me too much grief, Debbie would jump in to save me. By her birth order, she was between us. By choice, she interceded for us. She cared for both of us. She kept me from annoying Donald when she could. She prevented Donald from getting in trouble with my parents. And she protected me from my brother's wrath. We probably all get along great now because of Debbie's intercession on our behalf all those years ago. And you know what? She still finds ways to care for us. Every one of us has people in our lives who intercede for us in some way. I'm sure someone has come to mind for you. Some of the things people do uh, aren't really a big deal. 
But there are examples of people choosing to make great sacrifices to assure a loved one is able to go to college, receive medical treatment, stay out of jail, have a safe place to live, pursue a dream, adopt a child, survive addiction, and so many other ways. We understand what it means for someone to intercede for us. However, I think we greatly underappreciate what it means for God to intercede for us. Do we really even understand our need for intercession? Even if we don't get it, God intercedes. Looking at this passage from Romans, Paul shared some things for us to consider regarding God's intercession on our behalf. So what can we expect? From God's intercession. Now Paul first addressed this letter to a small Christian contingent in Rome. Writing, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. See Paul wrote this letter as an intercessor himself. He claimed that. He was a servant of the Lord who was set apart to share the good news of God. That good news being that God chose to intercede on our behalf. Because we as all humanity are in jeopardy of remaining separated from God. You see, we, we chose to be separated. We chose ourselves. We will choose ourselves until we experience God's grace. You see, without God's pursuit, without God choosing to intercede, humanity would literally consume itself into oblivion. Do you doubt that? Paul reminded the Roman church why God chose to intercede. Writing, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those He predestined, He also called. Those He called, He also justified. Those He justified, He also glorified. What was Paul saying? Have you ever wondered? There are a lot of churchy words here. And many of them scare us away from hearing what he was saying. Words like foreknew, predestined, justified, glorified. God's purpose for creation and creating us was to share the uncontainable love within the Trinity. We were created to love God as He loved us. You see, God knew even before He spoke life into creation that we may not return His love. And we were created with free will. But out of God's goodness, God was always prepared to intercede. You may even say God predestined that some would respond to the pursuit and accept the call to a loving relationship. A relationship that God makes right or justifies through His Son for all who respond in faith 
confessing with their mouth and believing in their hearts that Jesus is Savior and Lord. And just as God glorified His Son in His resurrection, all who love the Lord will be glorified in His likeness. So what can we expect? That God intercedes with an outpouring of love and goodness. See, God didn't choose to intercede out of some kind of obligation. It is all about who God is. God is love and God is good. You see, when we encounter God's grace, that's what we experience. Love and goodness. Knowing God chose to intercede for us, it begs the question that Paul asks. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Now, Paul wasn't really asking us to list out who is against us. All we need to know is God is for us. In the rest of this paragraph, Paul alludes to what I see as three ways God is for us. In other words, what we can expect from God's intercession. So first, Paul, speaking of God, wrote this. He says, He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also along with Him graciously give us all things? This was Paul pleading with his readers to grasp the goodness and love for all of us. It is as if he is asking us, if you know Jesus was given on our behalf, then for Christ's sake, Consider all the other ways that God provides for us. Oh, what has God given us? Let's think for a minute. Well, there's the breath in our lungs. The earth that bears food, a place to live, all the resources we need to survive, and the beauty to behold. We are given the capacity to learn experience life through our senses, people and other creatures to share our life with, creativity to create, and a conscience to live by, and so much more. And for those who call on the name of Jesus, we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Paul encouraged, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And He, speaking of God, who searches our hearts, knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. The transforming work of the Holy Spirit is truly a gift. The weakness Paul speaks of is our will, which goes against God's will. The Holy Spirit helps us by making us aware of the the difference in our wills. Now, we can resist the Spirit's guidance, but the Spirit is continually helping us to navigate our way to align with the Lord and ultimately molds our hearts to conform, yes, even to Christ's likeness. This is all God's doing. We can expect provision from God's intercession. Now even in our most challenging times, God is for us. 
regardless of who or what is against us. Now keep in mind, Paul was writing to a persecuted church. The Roman Empire made it difficult for Christians. And we may think our culture suppresses or oppresses us today. But we have it easy compared to the early Christian church. Now second, Paul declared, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is He that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So here's the thing. Christianity will always be countercultural wherever we are in the world. It is this way because as Christians, we are being transformed to love God and love others as we love ourselves, as we live according to God's will rather than just living for ourselves. That's the transformation that is happening in us or should be. We may not be persecuted for being Christians in our day living in the United States, but we can experience resistance and conflict that aims to condemn us for our faith in Jesus Christ. We may be ridiculed or even judged, but it has no merit or effect on our standing with God. We are secure in Christ. And as a result, we are to refrain from judging others, giving our trust completely to Jesus, our just judge. We can expect protection from God's intercession. So think about it. Jesus, constantly interceding for us, pleading our case on our behalf, assuring that through His righteousness, we are secure within the family of God. And finally, as family, there is one more thing that Paul shared that we can expect proclaiming this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor height nor depth or anything else in all creation, be able to separate us from the love of God that is Christ Jesus, our Lord. When we consider what Paul, think about it, Paul, that all that he had been through as he traveled from place to place to share the good news of Jesus Christ, we know these words come from the heart of a man with experience in all kinds of opposition. And through it all, he didn't waver in his faith. Why didn't he waver in? It is in his confident claim. He never felt abandoned. 
we can expect real presence from God's intercession. Now at Christmas, we we celebrate Jesus' birth and praise Emmanuel, God with us. The reality is through the Holy Spirit, Jesus is with us always. The love of Christ is within our hearts, meeting us where we are. We can count on this. The problem, we allow our faith to be shaken by our situation, our status, our security in the world. There is no reason for us to waver. God is for us. In fact, God intercedes. God intercedes on our behalf through an outpouring of love and goodness that extends from who God is. We can count on God's intercession of constant provision to guide, sustain, and conform us according to God's will as we are protected in Christ who secures our place within the family of God now and forever. And we are engulfed. Think about it. We are engulfed by Christ's love through the Lord's presence always and everywhere. See, God chose to intercede on our behalf to assure all who respond in faith will have an eternal relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So stay faithful. Stay grateful and gracious. God is love, God is good, and God is for us. Amen. Please rise for our final hymn, O Day of God, Draw Nigh, number 730. Thank you.